0: Welcome to the We Are Seek a Stripe podcast. Here are your hosts, Seth and Chris.
1: Oh, wait! Hang on, Chris is not with us tonight. Thank you, Josh. Yeah. Uh, Chris, is, for those of you that don't know, Chris is out of town. He was out in San Antonio over the weekend covering the, the match out there, and he's now uh, out in Cali, is what we understand. So we're hoping that he's going to be calling into the show tonight. But until then, oh, what you got, Josh? No, no. Okay, I thought you gonna say something over there. Welcome back to the Hive. My name, of course, is Seth Goodoff, and we are back around the back around the table again here at Roadrunner Law Firm, bringing you the latest on New Mexico United. On tonight's show, we're gonna break down the match between San Antonio and New Mexico. We're gonna tell you what you should be looking for next weekend at against Orange County, which we'll be back at the lab. And of course, we're gonna check in on our EPL clubs. We're gonna check in some Lobo Women's Soccer, and we're gonna talk a few other things as well tonight. But of course. We've got so many things to talk about, like we do each and every week. Before we do that, though, we've got a little bit of housekeeping to get through. First off, the the song you heard at the top of the show, that was uh, Humor Me by the band California Redemption. If you enjoyed uh, that song, be sure to check out the band. Uh, You can find them on Bandcamp. That's California with a K. And, of course, as always, our show is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, uh, roadrunner law firm and Dural Motors and we want to welcome on a new sponsor this week we are now officially sponsored by the salt yard um, so stop by the salt yard for cornhole foosball ping pong and other games whether you're watching it whether you're playing a game there in one of the yards watching the, the game on the big screen on the 55 big screen TVs that they've got you're bound to have a blast um, so we typically have watch parties over at Salt Yard uh, over on Osuna. There's also a new location just opened up on the west side over at my Cottonwood Mall. To, for location hours and, inf- and locations and more information, you can check them out at thesaltyardnm.com. And for those of you listening, of course, you know you can be a part of the show by sending your questions to our text line at 505-377-8706. Joining me tonight, you've already heard Josh. Josh is with us. How you been? How's your weekend? What's going on,
0: man? It was good. It was, um, I was in Moda this weekend and went camping. Got out of here for a couple of days. Needed a horrible week last week, so it was yeah. just a nice little getaway to yeah. enjoy the, the weekend. So. Camping,
1: even if it's a half hour away, You know, I, we went out a few weeks ago. Someone mm-hmm. told us that Mike was making fun of me. I thought, it's just 30 minutes outside of, from where I live. I said, it's away from technology for a few days. Like, yeah. It's great I, to get away and unplug. Yeah,
0: I, I had no signal, so it was nice. Then again, I any text messages. And I'll be going again I, I, to a town that does have signal and reception, <laughs> but it's, it's Red River, New Mexico. I'll be heading there for Labor Day weekend. Yeah. So nice. I, I'm looking forward to it. I need a four-day vacation. Yeah. So
1: I think we all need one of those in yeah. there, especially after the match we, we saw yeah. Saturday night. So. Yeah. And joining us tonight for the first time ever, we've got our newest, uh, newest rider, Adri. Well, glad to have you.
2: Hi, uh, Joshua and Seth and Chris. <laughs> I'm sure he's listening yes, to
0: Yes, Chris him. is now live with us, so you'll uh, we'll be able to hear him. Chris yeah. is now live
1: with yeah, us. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll bring Chris on here in just a second. So, AJ, we're glad to have you with us. I so told you we are going to do a little bit of an introdu- introduction. We talked about you a little bit last week. So you're going to be covering uh, union Lobo Women's Soccer Force, right? Yes, it was, it's a great experience.
2: Um, Chris reached out and said, I know you love soccer just as much as we do, and he asked me to join the team, and he asked me to come and watch some women's soccer, which is what I can do best. Yeah. And since I run um, a women's soccer team, uh, we do this recreational, but it's a lot of fun. Oh, you do?
1: Is it a, like a city league? Or yeah, it's a
2: city, okay. and we've been doing this way too many years. And so I'm um, the team rep, and I have a really great group of uh, women, adults, anywhere from 18 and up. Mm-hmm. So we do this every weekend, and we enjoy soccer very much.
1: Well, that's for, let me ask you: if the, if uh, anyone listening is interested, you know, how can they get in touch with you if they want to join up? Or are you still do you still have room for folks?
2: Oh yes, absolutely. We uh, are signed up with the ASL Albuquerque Soccer League. Okay. And uh, our girls can look um, look me up. The name of our team is Wolverines. Okay. And there is my number as the team manager. And uh, they can get in contact with me through there, to, through our our website, through ASL.
1: Awesome! That sounds great. We're, we're super excited to have you on. I know, you know, uh, the disappointment that the the university and the community has gone through with the loss of men's soccer, but fortunately, the women's soccer club is still there, and we've got some big news that just happened over the weekend—the first match of the season—and we'll we'll get to that later in the show. We're like I said, we're glad to have you. Welcome aboard
2: and I am very happy to be here and I thank you guys for uh, you know a nice welcoming Yeah, absolutely welcome
1: And you know, we do have Chris. Chris is finally dialed in Chris. Are you there?
0: What's on Chris? Uh, How was it? How was the the California trip in San Antonio?
1: Well, that sounds awesome. Hopefully you didn't have any issues traveling this time. I don't know. I don't have any trouble before with that. So, you know, to each their own. But hopefully our good friend Harry uh, treated you well while you were out there and uh, got to show you around a little bit. Yeah, I'm sure that you know missing out on Dix is something that you'll regret for for quite a while. Uh, you know, you These could have at least brought us something back.
0: At least San Antonio Spurs stuff for all the work I do for you here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, I, I think any potential love of Josh's life is gonna want some uh, something better than some women's Spurs here. You know, at least get her, you know, some, some uniting I mean, we're gear not or something. we about this again. Yeah. No. So we, we We're. Uh, so yeah, we, we all know that Josh is. Uh, Josh is a great guy. <laughs> yeah, you know, and. Uh, we, we do wish him the best of luck. We, we, this is not the dating game. We're, we're not Readers here to have a love connection uh, <laughs> type show again tonight. But w- we got to dive into it. We're, I know we're trying to put it off a little bit, but Darrell Motors revved up, revved up recap. Not that there's a whole lot of horsepower behind this one. 5-0 okay. loss to San Antonio. I, it's I, I, just, I, I watched it Saturday night after I got home, and there's not a lot positive to take away from this Um, statistically we put up a good showing you know all the major statistic statistic categories that the USL championship website tracks we basically took it to San Antonio for 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 many of them you know near even on most of the stats possession Uh, we outperformed them in a couple areas we had a we still had a lot of shots but and I couldn't really find the target. I mean, but I think ultimately what that match came down to is the red card to They there in the twenty first minute. I mean that completely changed the the outcome of that match. I mean, Chris, you're you're there. I mean, did you were you able to hear anything? Like the best we got was from the U.S.L. Championship website that said it was for foul or offensive language. The thing that really got me is, this is—it's a competitive game. You know, we we all played sports. We know that sometimes in the heat of, in the in the thick of things, things get said. You know, there's, you know, high school sports especially. You you're swearing, you're calling each other names, you're, you know, you're you're trying to get into their heads a little bit. Guilty. I mean, I can't. Salih is one of the nicest guys in the world. Like, I can't imagine what was said. To have warranted a red card, I mean, to me, I'm, I'm
0: not gonna lie to you, Seth. Like you, me playing high school sports, we're both nodding our heads over here. I played high school football. Uh, there were some words. I went to a Christian school mm-hmm. for a private school, and there were some words oh, that were worst. not allowed to be sent in Christian schools. After you know, you're in the heat of the moment. You're, you know, you're playing a team like San Antonio, and you know, you're definitely fighting for a playoff spot. So. I can understand when things get heated and in the moment you're just going to let something slip, and I'm pretty sure he did and, you know, it happens to the best of us. You can be the nicest guy in the world, but there's going to be words that even Mama would smack you in the back of the head for saying when you're playing sports.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't think any of us can disagree with that, but if you look at the way San Antonio reacted or didn't react to it, it didn't even seem like it was a thing. It didn't seem like it was a big deal. Maybe the ref could have just used used some judgment and given Celia a yellow and said all right, this is it no more no, cut it out this doesn't happen again or you're gone again we, we don't know how how severe it was it's just hard to say but i mean we saw that moment that one moment changed the entire match up until then united had been on the forefront we were you know pushing the action we were you know, we were looking dangerous. We really were. And David had a goal called back due to an offside flag being raised after just a beautiful play, you know, that we had that leading was. up to it. But, yeah, I, mean, I, I saw a comment on, on, uh, on Reddit saying that, you know, we got shellacked or we got smacked down, you know. Like, okay, well, man down, there's going to be goals scored. You know, it's it's tough for any club that's a man down to come back from that. And honestly, I don't know how much that San Antonio can take away from it. I mean, when it was 11-on-11, 11 11, we were going toe-to-toe with them. So who knows what would have happened.
0: Let me ask you something, Seth. Okay. Um, San Antonio goes up a man. They had the man advantage. Mm-hmm. They score five goals. Yeah. We were up a man against L.A. We score one.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And gave up one. And gave up one. So, how does that work for us? How does that make us look that How come we can't do what San Antonio did when it comes to playing with the man up? Is, I mean, is Troy needed to do something here? Is it time for a lineup change? Is it, I mean, there's something that has to be done here with this United team. Because right now, just watching them when I got back home on Sunday, they looked unmotivated. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there was a lineup change. We did see Chris Weehan in the lineup. Um, honestly, I, I think there's a... Uh, well, another thing that's been bothering me, too, is how come Kevon Frader has so many yellow cards? I know he didn't get one in this game, but... Thankfully. As a striker, you shouldn't have 10 yellow cards. Yeah. So there's something... I, I love Troy to death. Troy's one of the nicest guys. He's always talking to me. But you got to think, when does... You need to put your foot down and start saying, hey, guys, we need to put this to the full speed now because... <laughs> We're on the edge right now. We're in ninth place right now discussing we possibly not even going to the playoffs if we keep playing like this. When, and if you're Troy, when you say, hey, guys, listen up. It's my way or the highway. You guys don't want to play this way. I'll find somebody that wants to play. And if you guys want to continue this, we can't afford to lose 5 nothing to a San Antonio squad right. who's not even really in the playoff hunt. I mean, they are, but, I mean, should it be?
2: I also want to add uh, something about you know the bad language we see it all the time we wouldn't you think it's a little bit drastic uh, like you said a, a yellow card or just a warning would have been enough
1: mm-hmm.
2: but it seems like we get that luck yeah it seems that we get called on the smallest things yeah what? no
1: i i don't think anyone would disagree with you, you know, that's definitely a conversation that's been had multiple times. You know, we don't seem to get the benefit of the calls, like you know, like Solomon Asante does out in Phoenix, or you know, what some of these other clubs are doing. And now some folks will say that you know, Kavan gets the benefit of, of some of these of the penalties that have been called in our favor. But no, you're I mean, you're absolutely right on that point. I mean, refereeing is so inconsistent in this league. It has been. It really has. Yeah, and, and there's oh man, there. Uh, Birmingham Bethlehem Steel match. I don't know if you guys saw that. That was just there were four red cards in that match. Four, yeah. It, it, it's just watching that the terrible, inconsistent, terribly inconsistent refereeing. But you know that's not, you know, of course, that's not our that's not our focus here. But Josh, to your point, you know it's. I don't necessarily. You know, I found it interesting that bees wasn't in the lineup. You know, I, I thought that. And I've said it before on the show that I think that that the the mixture of Bees and Kevan does seem to perform better than Dev and Kev. I really think it does. So Bees missing, and you know the match notes that we got before, there was ma- there's no mention of him possibly having an injury. It was not a suspension, at least as far as USL disciplinary uh, goes. So maybe Troy just gave him the day off. We don't know. Um, but I want to say, think it's that the guys aren't playing the way Troy wants them to play. You know, I think they're going out and they're attempting to execute the game plan that they put in place. We're just not executing. And that's what it was against against Los Dos. We did not execute well at all. Now, some of that was we talked about last week. We had issues with the side, you know, guys were slipping, guys were scuffing kicks. But I mean that's no excuse. You know, Troy said, you know, we've got to execute, we've got to finish.
0: And to to your personal preference, both of you guys and even you, Chris How do you feel about Devin Sandoval's performance? Because I know that's the the number one thing that's been in our text line for the last couple weeks. Mm -hmm. Did he improve from last week? Or did he.
3: No.
2: I'm still missing that last shot to goal. He's had it many times right in front of the goal, and he does that last pass.
1: Yeah. And that's where we we lose it. So we have two different opinions so far. Um, I mean, for me, it's. I think it's a slight improvement okay. over the low dose match, but again, you know he, he's not—he doesn't—he hasn't had that quality in the, fi- like you said, the, the final. He said the final touch over the past several weeks, and you know that's why I say you know, we talk about you know having him as a super sub, maybe bring him on.
0: Personally, um, I think that's the best decision we have right now until he starts proving that he can score
1: it could be and again you know, we talk it, it's not necessarily his role to be the primary scorer you know he's there to hold up to create but when he's got those chances he has to make the best of it But we know
2: he's capable though.
1: oh yeah we yeah he's absolutely capable of going out and scoring in any given match he's just he's got to get over maybe it's a case of the yips i don't know but there have been a few times where he's he's tried to play the ball but he's just kind of misplayed it a little bit or you know he, he's lost his footing or just been just unable to control it enough to 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 slot at home, and you've seen the frustration on his face. Like he knows that he should be finishing some of these shots that he's missed, but and it's just one of those things. I mean, it, it, you've got to perform each and every week, and when you're not performing, it's gonna you know bring down your confidence it's going to affect your play and how you how you interact with everyone else on on the pitch and, and the impact that you have on each on every match so i, I mean it's go ahead chris Thank you I can see your point there about Freighter you know, not performing as well as he could have. Um, I mean, it's tough. I mean, a 5-0 loss, you're down, on, down a man. It's hard to really pinpoint any one person or one area that could have been improved. Um, and it's – I don't know. Like, it, we, They played as well as they could have. I mean, Choice talking about what we've got to be better about, you know, uh, converting chances. You know, I, I mean, the last couple matches we've had, you know, two or three shots on target, but we've had, you know, 15-plus shots. You know, I think we had 13 shots Saturday night against San Antonio, and we converted, uh, didn't convert any of them. Only two of them were on target. Um, and there have been matches where we've had nine shots on target, and gotten, or nine shots on goal, three on target, three goals. You know, maybe it's higher quality shots that we need to be taking. Maybe it's may- being more decisive because there seems be, there seems to be times where we're not really striking the ball well, or we're unsure as to where that where the ball might go. You know, I,
0: I, it's 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 a tale of two cities here. At the beginning of the year, we looked fearless, like we weren't mm-hmm. afraid to attack. The goalie. Like, we weren't afraid to do crazy things. Now it just seems like we're playing too conservative. As you we were saying, too many passes. Um, just go for the strike. Go for it. Like, what do you kick it from where Bruce, or Brucey did the other day? Yeah. Make an attempt. At least prove that you guys belong there and making it make us scary again. Like teams didn't want to face us when we were running down the field as fast as we could and outrunning the other team, making great passes towards the center and having our striker make a goal. I mean. That's what made us dangerous now. It
1: just seems like we're playing laid back and waiting for them to make the attack. Well, maybe some of that fearlessness that you that, you, that you perceived that we had was lost because of how many, you mentioned earlier, how many yellows that Cavani has. Mm-hmm. You're right. Uh, no striker should, at this point in the season, should have that many yellow cards. Should
0: have any. Yeah. Not a striker. A striker's not the one that trash talks and because he, he know, he's known as the most valuable one on the team because yeah. he's the one that's supposed to be scoring. Kevon should only have maybe one at the most. So if you're coach, if you're Troy, you got to be like, hey bud, I need you because yeah. one more game and you're done for two games. Yeah. So yeah, get yeah, right your now, get your act together. Be a Be if you want to be a leader on this team, you need to. This is not the way a leader does it. Striker, because look at the MLS, look in English Premier Leagues. How many strikers have yellow cards? Probably none. Yeah, that's Kevon Freyder needs to. I think buckle. uh, Sorry, I'm a little fiery today, but (laughs) Kevon Freyder needs to buckle down and be like, "Hey guys, I can't afford any more yellow cards, but I will play to my best of my abilities. No more stupid slide tackles after plays are over. Ball's already 20 feet away from the play, and he's doing the slide tackle. Like, there's just
1: none of that." Right, Chris, you're trying to jump in there. Well, maybe it's time for a couple of these guys to be a little more selfish out there I mean you know, we need to see Sa- I think Santi is still our leading shot taker you know but
2: I also heard from the coaches perspective n- n- not coach Troy per se, but other coaches that they rather their players to work their way up rather than shoot and lose mm-hmm. so I think that Troy likes it that way from what I've seen because if you see there's a lot of passing in the back all the, all the time so they work their way up, and which is good, but at the same time, too many can be can be beneficial yeah. sometimes.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It, it's it's like this, you know. Me, I'm a big hockey fan. It's like you're in the zone, you're in the, the other team's zone, and all you're doing is passing back and forth. Yes, I understand you're trying to create an opening, you're trying to create an opportunity, but sometimes the defense is going to pick up on you real quick on what you're doing, and what they they do. It, and LA did it perfectly. They, sh- they knew the ball was going to go to Weehan or Freighter. And what they do? They shut those two down in the second half. Mm-hmm. They made the United go on the outside. Kind of what San Antonio was making us do. They were kind of making us go on the outside, saying, if you're going to beat us, the only way you're going to do this is from the outside. They shut down the middle. Teams are figuring out the United, and something needs to change with, like we said, with maybe Sandoval stepping out, letting Weehan and Freighter strike, Kenny on the outside, Brucey on the outside, I know Santee on the outside something needs to just click here and we need to be that team that wasn't afraid to take chances Mm -hmm.
2: another thing could be not break the momentum and just um, keep the same lineup
1: maybe that's one idea chris you had something that you were trying to Yeah, I think we can all agree that there's stuff that needs to improve if we want to make it to the playoffs this year. Last couple of matches haven't been great, you know, but that's why you, you've got to have all the guys on the team have to have that mentality. All right, next match. Yeah, we didn't perform well, but we got another match coming up. And that's exactly what we've got happening, you know. Uh, we're going to close out our draw motors, we have to recap, and we're going to jump forward to next week. We've got Orange County coming to town. So we've got nine matches left. Seven of our nine matches are here at the lab. And we've got chances of plenty to pick up some points here. And Orange County's coming in. They've been playing well recently. They're 3-1-1 the last five matches. They are now up to, I believe they are now up to uh, 11th in the standings. Let me double check that real quick. But they've got a lot of talent. You know they were uh, the Western Con- they, they were made it to the Western Conference Finals last year, lost out to um, Phoenix Rising. So I mean they're talented. There, there aren't a lot of changes between their squad from last year to this year. Um, so Arne County is, is in tenth. So I misspoke. They're in tenth, not eleventh. And you know, th- really their season has been just kind of fair. I mean you look at it, they haven't, they haven't had any like real extended streaks where they're not winning matches. The worst they did was at one point they lost three matches in a row. But that was it. Other than that, it's just been wins or draws week in, week out, for the most part, you know, they lost here and there. I mean, they're coming off of a win against uh, uh, Real Monarchs, 3-1. Uh, before that, I believe they went four 3-0 over Las Vegas Lights. So they're scoring goals. They're beating teams
0: that we couldn't.
1: Yeah. They beat Phoenix earlier in the year. Uh, then they lost to them the second time around. Um, but yeah, they beat Reno recently. So I mean, they've got talent. They're at I think they're scoring somewhere in the neighborhood of almost two goals a match. Um, yeah, it's hard, and they've got. Uh, if you look at their stats for the year, they've got ten different guys who've scored goals for them. Uh, we, we've got I think we've got seven or eight, but you know, when you've got ten different guys scoring goals for you. More opportunities, more chances. More opportunities, more chances. More things that you have to account for defensively. You know, coming back in, I mean, what do we see happening this weekend? Does, does United take something away from the loss to San Antonio? Do we see a change in the lineup? Do we see a change in, in tactics? I mean, charlie has been pretty steady with a 4-4-2 or 4-4-1-1 pretty much all season long. Um you know Orange County they're going to come in they typically play like a 4231 or something along those lines they they kind of bounce around a little bit but they always have the steady four in the back which we struggle with at times do we see anything that we think is going to happen this weekend as far as our tactics
0: ladies first
2: <laughs> you got me there i <laughs> i really there's great guys and but i really think there's some that really play well together i think he should um just put it in perspective which team really won the most team with the most games mm-hmm. um i'll let josh add <laughs> to that <laughs>
0: yeah. um y- i mean now from here on out you gotta play with fire you gotta play with passion mm-hmm. you should take this san antonio match and let it be the spark that says, you know what, guys? You saw what can happen. This happens again to Orange County. Kiss your chances, the playoffs pretty much blown away. But yes, I know we still got plenty of time, but you don't want to go into the last nine games having to fight for a playoff position and, that, and getting it to 10th place in the playoff position. Right. You don't want to be that 10th place team that has to play Phoenix in the first round. You want to be at that 6-5 spot where, you know you could play these teams where you've beaten before so in terms of going and into have this, a
1: chance to play at home
0: and yes that's what we need we don't want to we don't need more road games i mean people want to see it here if you get the momentum at home yeah. during the playoffs they 15 16 thousand people are going to be into isotopes park at the lab but if you're going into the going into this weekend i won't be there personally but i will be watching it mm-hmm. um troy's got to get these guys just pumped and fired up. Um, Make a little change. I like I said. I'm gonna I'm gonna be the uh, one of those jumping on the bandwagon of benching Sandoval and letting him come in as a sub. Mm-hmm. Um, I say you do put, you know, keep Kevon as a striker. Then you go Santi, um, and uh, you go Weehan on the ends. That just works. Have the team that you put out versus Colorado on the field. If you do that, we might have a chance at at least getting by this Orange County team. If not. If he's playing around with the lineups, buddy, you know, this is it's kind of like baseball. At the beginning of the year, you want to play well with your lineups. Towards the end of the year now, mm-hmm. you've got to stick to your guns. You know, some players might not be playing as much, but you know what? It's playoff time, and, and being a coach myself, I
1: need certain guys in at certain times, yeah. and this is going to be it. We've seen Bees playing really well in the number 10 role, you know, dropping in behind Freighter. Uh, I think that's something that, that's done well the past uh, few weeks that we've seen it you know, having Brucey out on on the out on that right side i think there's a there's a combination there that's really been working um, yeah i mean i love dev and he's super talented but i think that the I just think that the connection between dev between kev and and bees has just been on fire lately i think that's an area that's going to give us uh, a lot of movement in the box. It's going to, you know, with Bees driving forward you know, pushing, going at the defense, it's going to take attention away from Kev. And we've seen it, you know. Uh, we've seen uh, Bees even uh, when Brucie got his second goal. You know, Bees had that attention over on the right-hand side, and, and Brucey was just sitting there wide open in front of the goal. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I think Bees has just been, he's come on really strongly the last month and a half. I think he should be I think he should be out there you know playing that ten role uh, more often. And that's just my opinion.
2: And last time uh, when we had that press conference, we asked coach, do they talk about playoffs? Mm-hmm. And they straight up said no.
3: right yeah, And I
2: think it's time to <laughs> yeah. talk about playoffs <laughs> and bring that up every now and then or every as much as he can.
0: Yeah, yeah, we talked about that on, on last week's show and I don't care who you are. Uh, even me playing high school sports and even, even coaching kids now, I talk about playoffs week one. Our goal is to make the playoffs. And to, for them to say they don't talk about playoffs, I kind of find that kind of nonsense. But every team talks playoffs no matter I, what. I think they do. <laughs> even the NFL talks playoffs. They're talking playoffs now. Right now. Yeah, yes. you know, that's their goal. That's their mission is to make the playoffs and then make a run for the championship.
2: Yeah, I so think they have to take it seriously at this point.
1: I kind of wanted to throw a water bottle at him when he said that. a <laughs> liar! <laughs> <laughs> oh, but well, Chris, what's your take on this on this weekend's match? All right, well, let's go around the table. Uh, we'll get our uh, predictions on the scoreline for Sunday night's match. Josh, let's start with you. What do you think?
0: Hmm. Well, um, I'll be rooting on from Red River, so um, let's go 2-1 United. 2-1, all right. I say we get back on the winning track. Uh, won't be the, the cleanest
1: win, but I think we get the win. Well, let's hope so. Adri, what's your prediction?
2: You beat me to it. I was uh, also going to say two one. All
1: right, two one. Chris United. Three one. All right. Now I'm not going to give my prediction tonight. Uh, we are. I'm working on a. Nope, no prediction for me. Now, that's going to come out later in the week. You'll have to check out my, uh-huh. my preview article on uh-huh. uh I've got a piece that I'm working on with one of the guys from the Orange and Black soccer cast, the official, uh, well, I don't know if they're the official podcast of uh, Orange County, but they are the Orange County SC soccer podcast. So we'll have a joint preview out on Friday. Yep, we'll be on uh, with those guys tomorrow night. Uh, but yeah, no. Anyway, joint preview is going to come out. Hopefully on Friday, we'll have uh, predictions in there as far as what I think. So that's gonna, that's our look forward for United. Josh, what? I think you were the only person that was happy this weekend.
0: Oh, did, I, I, yeah, I texted <laughs> you.
1: You did. You were happy about this. How did your How did Chelsea do this weekend?
0: Um, we did well. We finally got that win. Um, I, I was so happy because I saw the score line, it was a 3-2 win. Um, I texted you saying what was my prediction and yeah. you said, I said 3-0, but hey, I got the three right, so that's all I'm happy about.
1: Yeah, but you got it. I'm on
0: the board, so I'm no longer uh, <laughs> sitting on the bottom with zero points. So, yeah. yeah. Or yeah, I had yeah. one
1: point, now I'm at the three. It was a, uh, it was, it was a good match. Yeah. I mean, uh, Chelsea played well. Um, so that's always good to hear about that. Um, this week, they've got... Who else you have this week? Oh, they've got uh, South... She- she- Sheffield United this weekend. <laughs> I guess I haven't played FIFA enough to uh, know who that, that is. <laughs> yeah, haven't played FIFA <laughs> so they, they just got promoted. Oh, that's why. Yeah, uh, from, uh, from EFL. Oh, uh, uh, so
0: 5-1 us this weekend. They,
1: uh, they have four points on the season. They drew with Bournemouth, they beat Palace, and they lost to Leicester. So they're currently sitting ninth in the table, with four points. Mm. Um, I'll give us a healthy three-one uh, victory. Three-one, okay. Yeah. Chris, how did let's see how did man you do this weekend? Hopefully, terrible. Yeah, so let's see. Where does it take uh, United on the season? United is sitting fifth with four points. A lot of clubs with four. I think there's like ten or eleven clubs with four points right now. And you guys have Southampton this weekend. What happens, Chris? They lose. <laughs> he said they lose. Three I mean, Southampton did just come off a win over Brighton, so a 2-0 win over Brighton, who is sitting, where are they sitting? They're sitting 8th in the table, so you're going 3-0? Alright, well, 3-0, I, I guess. You have that faith in, in Man United. That match is at. Let me see. Five thirty in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> mhm. Yep, five thirty Mountain. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Getting up, at, I wouldn't even do that for Team USA. I'm Sorry, <laughs> that's too early.
1: All right, let's see. I have done that. Have you? Yes.
0: And you have the Blake's Burrito, right,
1: in the background?
2: World Cup had me wake up at (laughs) whatever
1: time. (laughs) All right, so as we heard on last week's show, Alicia, she did decide that she wanted to uh, cheer for Liverpool. not really sure why. But so let's see. What did Liverpool do this weekend? Liverpool beat South... Is that right? Yeah. Liverpool beat Southampton. No, that can't be right. No, they beat Arsenal, sorry, 3 1. Oh, yeah, she was talking about that. Yeah, Liverpool beat Arsenal 3 mm-hmm. 1. They are currently sitting, where's I think they're first. Yep. Three wins in a row, and nine points on the season, plus six goal differential already. They've given up three goals in three matches. Liverpool's looking good right now. I mean, City's right behind them, it's on seven points right now. And so Alicia, uh, you know, said she's not with us tonight. We'll hopefully get her score prediction this week because Liverpool is taking on Burnley on Saturday. Uh, but as far as me, Everton, we did not play well. Man, that was just... <laughs> no, that, it wasn't pretty. Like Was it a United match? No, we, uh, we played Villa. Oh. Yeah, we played Villa at Villa. No, I'm saying, did you play like the United? Oh, yeah, it was... Yeah, it, it just, it, that, we just kind of stopped at mm-hmm. times. It was a Friday match, which is which odd um, for most folks, but they do have a League Cup play on Tuesday this week. Uh, right. I don't know, Tuesday or Wednesday, I'll have to look that up. But yeah, lost 2 0 to Villa. Um, we just, we didn't look good at times. We weren't pressuring. We had chances, we just, we didn't convert. Um, you know, uh, Gabama might be out with an injury. Uh, which sucks. Uh, Moise Keane came, uh, played again for a little while. He got a uh, good, uh, good exposure there. I think we'll see him in the Leagues Cup match this weekend, um, which will be good. Uh, get him some more exposure, get him some time. Uh, I, think, I think we're going to be fine. You know, this was not a great match from Andre Gomez. Uh, Seamus Coleman didn't have his best match. Um, but, you know, I'm not terribly worried about it. It's still early. We're still sitting on four points. Uh, they have us twelfth just based on goal differential. We've got Wolves this weekend. Uh, Wolves are sitting where are they at? They're below Everton. They are sitting fifteenth, three draws and three matches. Um, man, score, score. No, I don't. Th- I don't think we're going to draw the uh, Brucey. Yeah, you know, hopefully you'll be watching this one. I think Everton. I think Everton takes this one. It's at Goodison. I. Think. Let me pull that back up real quick. Uh, let's see. Yes, that is back at Goodison. It's a Sunday match uh, on September 1st. Um, so Yeah. Everton 2-1. Wolves. I'll, I'll take that. So yeah. Chris. Oh, we go we ahead. didn't ask our newest member if she had an EPL team. We, that's right, we didn't. Adrienne, do you have an EPL team that you follow?
2: I don't have necessarily. Um, I used to follow Manchester United. Okay. Oh. I, I don't watch enough right now,
1: but I, I will. I will, Chris. <laughs> but So who do you follow? I think you mentioned earlier you follow La Liga, right?
2: I do, I do watch La Liga.
1: Okay.
2: I uh, Even if I'm not necessarily sitting on the couch watching, I'm listening to sports all the time. Yeah. But I do follow La Liga, and I am a big fan of America. Okay. So, uh, I... I think you and Alicia yeah. will, uh,
1: will get along pretty well with your La Liga fanship over there. So. What is she? Sounds like, right, yeah. I don't remember what she's at. Uh, Real, maybe? I thought she said
0: Barca. Barca, it could be. I think she's Barca. Um, a Real. Because of, of uh, Guzman.
1: Yeah, could be. Yeah. So. All right. So, yeah. I mean, that, so... That's our EPL brief roundup. Chris, how did your fantasy team do this week? I'm pulling it up. I know I I came in on I think I ended up with 46 points on the week. Yeah. Newcastle did beat Tottenham. That was was an interesting match. Um, well as you know I wasn't invited until the second week of the season so I do have I am at a disadvantage but I did make uh, headway no I did I made I made headway on quite a quite a few folks this this uh, this week who who didn't perform quite as well uh, I think I ended up in the top like eight folks in the league this week as far as points scored I ended up on 49 Chris you ended up on 59 how you manage that i don't know I think you paid somebody off I think you're slipping Tyler some money but so yeah i i had the you had the highest score in the league that we were part of i had the uh fifth one two three we're sixth highest score in the league this week so i' i picked up some ground on some folks uh you know i'm doing pretty well i haven't i of course have not used my triple captain score yet like some folks so you know <laughs> <laughs> no, i'm staying as far away from Man U as i can i don't trust that system mm-hmm. so I don't. We might have just lost Chris. I'm not entirely sure. Um, so, but that's going to do it for our opening segment of the show. We will be right back after these quick words from Darrell Motors.
0: Durant Motors is dedicated to providing the ultimate automobile buying experience. Dural Motors is your number one source for buying quality pre-owned vehicles. In addition, we offer a full array of financing options to meet your needs. Visit Dural Motors today at 6701 Lomas Boulevard, Northeast, in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Or make the phone call to 505-907-9549. Or visit Dural Motors online at DuralMotorsNM.com. Welcome back to We Are Seek and Strike Podcast. Here are your hosts, Seth and Chris.
1: So we are back. I don't know if Chris is back on the line with us. I think we had a little technical difficulty there. He should be. It says he is. It says he is? Okay. Chris, you back with us? Okay. So we're going to jump into my favorite part of the show, our full-time fan Q&A, brought to you, of course, by Roadwinner Law Firm. Josh, you've been messing with that phone all show long. I yeah, because it had, doesn't stop. I think we <laughs> some. Uh, some li- our line is blowing up over here. What you got for us first?
0: Egan from, we have to start with Egan. Egan Egan, Egan, a, you back, buddy. Egan is from um, London. He likes to, the United. He cheers for the United. Um, he was saying, guys, um, I can't believe I woke up at 4 a.m. to watch this game uh, with the United. I was very disappointed. I didn't even watch the second half. Um, kind of disappointed in the performance of these fellas. Um, had some buddies over watching it as well. They were, <laughs> it happened to be their first United game, and I didn't leave a great impression on them. Um, telling them great things about this team. I agree with totally with what, what Josh just said about how Troy needs to get a foot down on this team and let them let them have it. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. Can't say that word, uh, Egan. Sorry. Um, but no. <laughs> no you he, could. We're just trying to avoid the explicit. Yeah. <laughs> um, he says no. Completely. You don't see the coaches here in London telling, oh, we're just, we're, you know, we're going to move on to the next match. No, they will literally completely chew out their players and say, hey, if you don't want to be here, I will find somebody that will. And I think Troy needs to go with that mentality of saying, hey, guys, look, I can find 22 other players that want to be here, and if you guys don't want to, I will go find somebody else. We need these wins. They're crucial at this time. And if you guys don't want to play, that's fine. I'll find somebody that will.
1: Yeah, I had a great comment from Egan. You know, he's absolutely right. Uh, maybe it is you know, maybe it's just Troy's coaching style. To, to not be like that, but I mean, Egan's right. You, you see the, you, you see it, I mean, granted, we, we see it a lot with, like, the British press, but, you know, as far as the soccer, uh, as far as the soccer statement goes, we see it with NFL coaches, with MLB coaches, same thing there. I mean, you know, I, I can't disagree. I mean, maybe, you know, Troy does need to put his foot down and say, guys, we need to, you know, clean up our act, we need to, you know, play tougher, we need to, you know, be we need to be better if we want to advance in
0: this yeah it's going to be the way it has to be and I agree with them because yeah. like I said looking at those coaches in the EPL and other coaches around the league they're so serious and I know Troy is too he's got yeah. that serious look but they look like guys I do not want to mess with after a loss like yeah. but anyway um, next one is uh, from Stephanie of course our fan in California she said guys completely disappointed in this weekend's match um going into Saturday against OC or Sunday, excuse me against OC, um, who do you think should, is the one player that definitely needs to step up if we can go all around the room and get your guys' opinions? I would truly appreciate it. Still a United fan, but right now my uh, San Jose earthquakes are looking a little bit more compelling to watch at this time. Adrian, <laughs> hey, let's start with you.
2: I'm gonna say Kimon Fraer. Okay. He needs to talk to him about you are great when you want to be and we all have seen it so he needs to stop trying to sell those uh, I mean he's done really good he's done really good he needs to step up Mm
3: -hmm.
2: and take it seriously at this point Mm
1: -hmm. Chris what do you think? Who do you think needs to step up? Against uh O C. Josh, what do you think?
0: I'm going to go with Santi Mauer. Santi? Um, Santi was, needs to go back to that Matador status because he was the golden boot leader for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And I think he needs to go back. And he needs that breakout game, and I think this could be one where he could have it. But we need to see him getting back to that hat-trick status that we saw early in the, early in the season. So I'm going to go with Santi.
1: Yeah, all, all great choices. You know, two Kevin, one, one Santi. Um Honestly, I think... I'm just going to say whoever plays on the right wing. Brucey or Ken? Brucey, Ken, Manny, who, whoever's over there. And it's not that any of them necessarily performed poorly. It's that we have to have creativity on the ball. We have to find opportunities to, to get the ball into the box, uh, get the ball... you know, Spread the field, spread the Orange County defenders, and, and make, make room for guys like Bees or Kev to make runs into the box in space and getting them the ball in stride to where they can, uh, can can make a play on it. Great.
0: All right, next one is from Tiffany. She is from here in Albuquerque. Uh, she's asking, guys, I think it's really cool how uh, if you look at other teams around the league or even different sports, they do team nuts. And what I'm talking about, for example, uh, I'm a huge Arizona Diamondbacks fan. And what they do is they do a um, Phoenix Coyotes night where the other the team wears their jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, th- what do you guys think it'd be cool to have a Isotopes logo on the United jersey, proving that we are united since they both play in the same stadium?
1: A Tiffany, Phoenix. thank you so much for the question. Um, I mean, I think it'd be interesting. I don't know how much of a partnership the club ha- the clubs have between the front offices. Uh, yes, we do share the we do share the lab. Um, we are technically uh, tenants. Right? You know, they're they're subletting the they're they're subletting the, the stadium to us. You know when they're not there, um, which in itself is a great partnership. Um, but yeah, I mean I think we we've seen a lot of that kind of stuff lately. You know MLB teams are doing you know uh, co branding with college uh, with colleges or other clubs and other teams in the area. Um, I think it'd be neat. I honestly know that it would happen this year maybe next year
0: but who knows. I think it'd be cool to do like a Lobo jersey or even yeah. a United jersey or an Isotopes jersey I think it'd be something new something different I mean and look what it did for the isotopes when they became the mariachis I mean yeah. brought in a lot of people and people are always asking for different ideas so
1: yeah why, why not give it a shot what's it gonna hurt? Hey Tiffany maybe you could design something and uh, send it maybe up. Maybe just like uh, one
2: night or like a flag night
1: yeah we have, you where you have where they
2: integrate the isotopes.
1: I agree. I mean, the club is accepting submissions for artwork and for designs so for for the new merchandise line, Tiffany. So if you want to design something, I mean, send it on up. You never know. That's a great idea. You, you, your idea could turn into something.
0: All right. next one is from Grant. He is from Santa Fe. He's asking, guys, um, quick question. If you guys could build a stadium anywhere for the United, where would you put it? Um I've been hearing lots of rumors that downtown is the number one focus on where they want to put this thing. Um, where do you guys think a great location would be for the new United Soccer Stadium?
1: That's a great question. I mean, there was an article not too long ago that came out. It basically just reiterated the what well, we already knew about where the club was looking at, that cor- that corridor from the old rail yards up to I think it was. Uh, I think it went up to just it went past I-40, I forty. Um, I think it was
2: Fourteenth uh, Street and mm-hmm. where the Eustis Park is. Is yeah. it? But I mean, I've seen a lot of different ideas, so I don't know if it was
1: something official. But honestly, tear down
0: the rail really yards.
1: No, I, I've heard some people say that. I've heard some other folks say that um, it's a historic area that they don't. Yes, see I think that's down.
2: the money making, the film making.
0: Okay, just because the Hulk fell through it doesn't mean <laughs> I mean I, go I south then. go south of it then just a little bit on the other side then I think there's all that empty space
2: every time I go by um, just right where the all the the pitch the mm-hmm. isotopes mm-hmm. the pit you know all the four corners they have great parking and we all share it so as so you go on university towards Gibson there's a big land right there and I said it would be great if it's Sits right there, and we can still share the parking lot. Yeah. I don't know if it's big enough, but I, every time I go by there, I see the, air, the land, and I say oh. that'll be a great, great space there.
1: Yeah, the I mean, I kind of agree with Josh. I mean, I think the rail yards is, is a good area for it. Um, I know the club really wants to work with the community and finding, and uh, finding a spot for it. Um, you really, do, you know, you really want to keep it central. Where everyone to, to the to downtown, um, let's see, sawmill area is one that was suggested, um, rail yards. So, I don't know, I mean, you got to find a spot that's big enough, first of all, because you're gonna need you yeah. uh, know a stadium, um, you're probably looking, you know, for you know, 14, 16,000 people, that, you know, in there. You've got to find places for parking, you've got to deal with. Uh, city buses. You get, you got to think about all these things from a logistic standpoint. I mean, it's it's hard to say. I mean, there's really in this area though, or and around downtown, there's not a lot of space. There really isn't. So I mean, unless you go farther out, what's that? I don't know, that's a good question um, You have I think you have to build For growth You don't want to I mean, I can understand wanting to have A stadium packed at 10,000 people Every single week you know, If you do expect the attendance to go down I mean historically for most clubs Attendance does go down after their Expansion year But you don't want to Limit yourself In your possibilities for revenue Growth you know, I, I think you know like I said you know, 14 to 16 14 18 somewhere in there is gonna give you a good sense of just wh- what sort of future the club has right now it's looking pretty good you know based on the attendance numbers we're already seeing but if you can get you know eighteen thousand people in there comfortably I think that's a I think that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me put this out there. We are not going to MLS in our first five years. Not happening. Like, I I don't, th- yeah. Yeah, not only, it's not, I don't think it's a good idea, at least not, especially not right now. I, you know, it's it's not happening. It really isn't. And it's not going to happen until we, at some point after we get a stadium.
2: First of all, yeah. Yeah, we
1: got to have the stadium first before we can even consider that. And even then, you've got to look at something that's going to have, I would say, a minimum twenty thousand, in order to, to potentially, you know, have the revenue to buy into MLS. You, it's just, yeah, yeah, sure.
0: Right. Josh, what's uh, next? So this one is from Fernando. He um he's got two things that he brought up. First of all, he said um. How many of you guys are going to the indoor soccer game on team USA or what did that already happen <laughs> that already happened. you didn't know so
1: yeah that, that happened this past weekend. I heard there was a decent turnout um, uh, reports that I've seen said is around the third full up there so we, which is good you know got to go out and see it was uh, just so far like, yeah. when Santa starts and I don't care who you
0: are that's it's Even a bit me a, living on the west yeah. side—that's far.
1: It's a bit of a trick, but you know, getting out there—a chance to see Landon Donovan—you know, it's mm. exciting. I heard a lot of the players were you know around uh, out signing autographs and things afterwards. So
0: his second thing is, guys, breaking news: Carly Lloyd has been offered a NFL contract for one day, one preseason game with the Philadelphia Eagles. How do you feel about this? And number two, if you can have any soccer star in the world try out for an NFL squad. Who would it be, and what team would need him the most?
1: Go for it, Eagles. Sign whoever you want. I mean. The Eagles
0: have signed, or have uh, I just read it? They have offered Carly Lord, Carly Lloyd, a chance to kick in preseason football.
1: Sure, why not? It's preseason. Who cares? Yeah. And even if they, even if they signed her to a professional contract for the rest of the season, by all means, I mean I have no problem with it. There's no rule stating that a woman can't play in the NFL, like. Uh, it, the thing it, it's going to be up to that Eagle special unit, special, uh, special teams unit to protect her. You know? I mean, most likely <sighs> she's not going to take a hit. No, but they won't let her. Yeah. I mean, you got to I mean, the thing that we see mostly on, on kicks is the the legs get taken out. Especially if, I mean, if she's doing field goals or whatever. I don't know if she's going to be doing kickoffs or if it... I don't know if it No, it's, that, just, it's
0: just a kick field goal.
1: Yeah, yeah, by all means. Let her do it. I have no problem with that. Do you see Carly Lloyd in pads? Sure, why not? <laughs> I they'd, think they will be like why receiver, not? Yeah, they'd probably be receiver pads.
0: You yeah, know, they're not gonna be the big. I, and pads. I doubt the Eagles will put her in in a crucial moment, and yeah. they'll probably they're probably gonna be way up or way down, and then the, you know the guys won't go after her to tackle her, or try to block her kick. Yeah. I mean, they might, you know, because we know how some of those NFL guys are about their pride. Yeah. Um, not wanting a woman to score on him, but I hardly—I I say go for it, Carly, I think, uh, why not? You kicked a 55-yarder in practice, I think she has what it takes. But to answer his second question on any soccer star, I would say none. No. These guys can't even handle soccer without rolling on the ground acting like <laughs> a bunch of goon, goofy... <laughs> because honestly, they're going to take an NFL hit, and are they going to act the same way they do in soccer?
1: I mean, if you had to pick someone... If know. I had
0: to pick anybody, it'd probably be probably the guy that's most in shape, and that's Ronaldo. I think he'd be the, the one to make an NFL roster because just how big he is. Yeah. But even still, I can't imagine one of these guys getting hit by yeah. a Bears, Khalil on Mac from the Bears, and yeah. <laughs> they're rolling on the ground <laughs> wanting a
1: penalty flag. So I, I'm going to go with, with Ronaldo. If it's just, if it's just for, for kicking duties grab one any keeper you know cause, i mean they, they do goal kicks all the time i mean they've got the experience you know, getting lifting the ball getting it downfield so why not any pick any goalkeeper i mean adrie what do you think
2: i think everybody should stick to the sport <laughs> <laughs>
0: um all right so a couple more here um this one is from steve he is from farmington he says guys It's a little hard going down to Albuquerque every week and watching a game. I would love it if the preseason came along and the United came up here to play a game. I mean, the city flags, or the cities are on the flag saying we are United. So why not play a couple games outside of Albuquerque? Las Cruces has a big field. They can play in NMSU Stadium. Um, uh, Farmington High School would be a great spot to have a preseason match. Um... Santa Fe would be really cool. So why not try, why, why not try and go for it? What's it going to hurt anybody?
1: No, I think we had the same question last week from a, from a different listener, but yeah, I'm all for it. Like, I, I don't, as long as there's the facilities available that can, if, can effectively um, handle the crowds, handle the players' needs, um, media needs, all that kind of stuff, and as a suitable as, a, as suitable conditions, by all means. I don't have any problem with that at all. I mean, I, I think it'd be good if they were able to do it. Um, I was going to try to pull up NMSU's uh, stadium website. I don't know if they have field turf or not down there. They have the same thing as the Lobos. There. Okay, so yeah, it's that, it's that field turf then. So, which is something that the clubs don't want to play on. Um, I mean, so that that's one drawback to it, but he mentioned Farmington High School again. You know, cannot logistically handle the people that that want to get out there and see it. can it handle the clubs like we've seen. USL uh, clubs such as I think it was uh, Bethlehem that were basically on the side of a like a high school football field, and they had a locker room that was basically sheets strung up with like a a, a drying line. You know, you don't want stuff like that. But as long as the conditions are, are, are approved by the club, they've got the amenities by all means I would love to see it happen alright and last one
0: is from Jackson he is from here in Albuquerque 9 years old I don't know what he's doing up this late <laughs> um, <laughs> but he's saying guys I think uh, I think we should really give a pound of back to Cody he had a rough game he is my fair player I got to take a picture with him um, I think what do you guys think Cody can recover oh man grammar um <laughs> sorry to pick on you uh do you guys think cody will be okay for next match on sunday i hope he doesn't have another game like this i know he takes it really hard on himself have a good night guys my mom and dad said i could listen to the show because i love it
1: oh that's awesome jackson thank you so much for for texting in and to jackson's mom and dad thank you for letting us stay up <laughs> this late to listen to us um we really appreciate you texting in you are welcome to text in anytime, buddy. Go to bed. Um, <laughs> no, let him <her>, <laughs> at least hear Go the answer. Go to bed after first. you hear the answer. Um, <laughs> you're, you're right, Jackson. Uh, Cody has done a tremendous job for the club this season. Uh, I don't think we would be in the position that we are in without him. Um, you know, being an expansion club, having someone like Cody, who is a veteran player, who brings leadership to the pitch and his physical abilities. Cody's been an absolute, uh, absolute gift to this team. Uh, and you, I think he does bounce back. I, I think the results Saturday night against San Antonio had a lot to do with the fact that we were down to 10 men. Uh, and there's only so much you can do. You know, Having that man advantage, you're able to create movement and create space and give guys opportunities that they wouldn't normally see because of the increased area they had available to them without having someone... In their face, a um, couple tough shots that he that Cody faced, but yeah, I think he bounces back. I, I think he's, I think he's in the in the running for goalkeeper of the year. That's just my opinion.
0: Second I I response. response okay. from Jackson. I can stay up late because we're leaving for Labor Day vacation tomorrow. So my parents <laughs> let me stay up late tonight. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> <right>. <laughs>
1: enjoy your vacation, buddy. We're gl- thank you for listening. That's it. Okay. That's it. That's all.
0: That's all the questions for today. All
1: right. So that's going to do it for our full-time fan Q&A brought to you, of course, by our sponsors, Roadrunner, Roadrunner Law Firm. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after these words from Roadrunner Law Firm. Where's the call, ref? Yeah,
3: that should have been a yellow.
1: They just never seem to get it right.
3: Ah, And the game continues.
0: If you have been hurt or injured by someone, you deserve the right call. Roadrunner Law Firm specializes in personal injury cases and wants you to get the right call. Raise up a yellow card if you've lost a loved one due to wrongful death, been in a car or motorcycle accident, been hurt by a drunk driver, or been hurt due to negligence of others. If the right call was not made, we'd like to hear from you. For more information, visit our website at www.roadrunnerlaw.com or make the call to Roadrunner Law Firm at 505-444-4321. (laughs) Ha <laughs> Another mistake. <laughs> Monday night. Welcome back to the We Are Seeking Strike podcast. Here are your hosts, Seth and Chris.
1: Josh, thank you so much for bringing us back from that break. Don't. Hopefully we got all of our uh, technical issues worked out for tonight.
0: Uh, I, I thought I was going to have a clean sheet, <laughs> but no, it didn't happen.
1: So close. We're, we're so close to the end of the show. Uh, we're back. We, you know, we've got a, a few more minutes left here. and So, Adrian, you are the newest member of the team. You're going to be covering UNM Lobo Women's Soccer. We've got some big news on that front this weekend. They had their first match of the season, right?
2: Yes, that's right. Uh, They beat uh, Texas Tech. And I got to interview Heather, Coach Heather, and uh, she was not quite pleased with the way they played, but Mm -hmm. she was pleased with the results because those girls were very athletic, super fast, and they have, I believe, seven of those girls that had played in... Big teams. Mm-hmm. So she said um, we beat them by a pea cake, pea cake, but we take that. Yeah. So she was very, very happy about that. Um, coming from the exhibition games, just a little recap: they played uh, Colorado School of Mines and they beat them 3-0. And that was seemed like a very easy game for them. But even better was against Pueblo, the second exhibition game, and that was 6-0. Okay. But this game was nothing like the exhibition games. Yeah. It got really complicated, Um, but the girls play really, really good. I am impressed with a lot of them. They pour their their hearts out, and at the end, maybe like the last 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. uh, Texas Tech was on their side constantly, so I give a lot of props to Emily. Their goalkeeper. Um, their defense was strong. Mm-hmm. I think they need a little more on the attack.
1: Who's uh, so looking at it? Texas Tech came into this match. They were ranked twenty second in the nation. Yeah. Now uh, this is a big deal because I think I read that this was the first win since two thousand ten against a ranked opponent. Is that correct?
2: I am not sure of the mm-hmm. stats, but uh, Chris should have more. Okay. On that, but uh, yes, this was a very rough team.
1: Yeah, so a a big win for them to open their that's uh, a regular season opener for them. Who is who is your uh, player of the match?
2: Number twenty four, Alicia
1: Garcia. Okay, so yeah, congratulations to Alicia Garcia, who is our who is the seek and strike player of the match for the UNM Lobo Women's Soccer Club in their opening match. Uh, What's what's coming up for them? Do they have anything? Any matches coming up this week?
2: Um. Looking at their schedule, they don't have
1: anything here at home until September 15th. Until September 15th, okay. Uh, In the meantime, it looks like I I think they're going to be part of an invitational. Is that?
2: I believe it is. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, Chris.
1: Yeah, so yeah, looking ahead, yeah. You said we have got two matches in about three days there, University of Portland, University of Washington. Um, do we know anything about either of these clubs? Are they, are they someone that we should really be looking at as a, as a threat to what the women can do, or are they kind of matches that we don't necessarily want to just overlook? Do we know?
2: I don't have anybody that we should point out. Do okay. you, Chris?
1: Yeah, Portland or Washington. so we're looking forward to everything that's coming up this season, as far as the UNM Global Women's Soccer Club and AJ, You're going to be bringing us all that coverage throughout the season. So we'll be so keep an eye out to our web to our website, SeaConstructCollective dot com, for all the articles, and of course you'll we'll be back on the show. That is uh, correct. And I would
2: just want to point out uh, the turnout was really good. Yeah. That night it was fifteen hundred plus. Oh, good. The exhibition matches were, you know, not that. Successful yeah. as far as the attendance, but we encourage everyone to come and support the well, women. Well, good. That's and awesome to hear.
1: Love to hear that. And of course, you know, if you can't get out and support the women's soccer club when they are back in town in you said September, right? Go support.
0: Go support any UNM athletic yeah. team because the more you support, the more we can get these teams back. Um, you know, you start supporting. Even though I hate to say it that much, but you start supporting local football again. They can have the money to bring back soccer and all these things. That's why it's that's what happened when it disappeared. is There was just not funding and anything like that. A corrupted athletic director, unfortunately, was part of it, but um, you know, you guys go out to any UNM event, it helps bring back these sports that disappear. So it'd be great to get skiing back. It'd be great to get men's soccer back, because those were our bread and butters, um, men's soccer, especially making the Final Four appearance a couple years ago. So it's go out and support these ladies because they really do need your support and the university needs your support as well. Yeah, So yeah, our next
2: home game will be Sunday, September 15th at 1 p.m. against Northern Arizona University.
1: Awesome. So yeah, again, keep an eye out for, for more information on that uh, throughout the season as we go. Chris, you got something to add? All right, so be on the lookout for that as well. At least it will have, like Chris said, at least going to have some uh, local high school soccer coverage for us as well. Uh, we've got a couple of things we want to touch on before we get out of here. So big night tomorrow night, for those of you that don't know, it is the uh, 2019 Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup Final Minnesota United and Atlanta United. That is taking place at, let me find my time. My time has went away. Uh, that is tomorrow night as... That is at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Uh, yes, and from what I've been reading today, the the, um, the they are on track to sell the most tickets ever for U.S. Open Cup final. Yeah, the previous record was held by I believe it was Seattle and Chicago, um, but yeah, tomorrow night uh, that is at. 6 p.m. Mountain Time. Atlanta United, Minnesota United. Of course, the winner does get a cash prize, and then they do get an automatic bid into the Concacaf Champions Cup. The Concacaf Champions League, I should say.
0: Are we getting here from Scooter?
1: I if don't know. We haven't heard anything from him. I, I think Scooter's uh, a little too preoccupied getting ready for the beatdown they're going to get tomorrow night. I have you guys. so... so. <laughs> But uh, so yeah, check that out tomorrow. I believe it's going to be on ESPN Plus. Uh, be sure to check your local listings uh, to see if it is actually on broadcast television or not. But like I said, I think it is on ESPN Plus. Um, so there's that. More U.S. Open Cup news, yes. Like live reactions from me, I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll see about that. I, I tend to take my soccer watching pretty seriously, especially when it comes to Atlanta United or New Mexico United or Everton. So, uh, you know, I, I'm not really paying too much attention to anybody else that's that's around. You know, so I, I think it's uh, I think the vi- victory tonight by Atlanta United will say all that needs to be said. So. Um, as I was saying, there was more U.S. Open Cup news that came out this week. They've already announced the 2020 U.S. Open Cup qualifiers. And that went out today. There are 89 amateur clubs that are registered for qualifying. Um, yeah, it's, uh, the opening round starts on September 21st and 22nd of this year. Um, yeah, that's just in preparation because you have so many clubs in there. you got to get ready for next year's tournament. Uh, I think it's in there are 18 different states being represented this year um, 26 different leagues so yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, most represented league is the UPSL who has 33 clubs uh, this year they had 35 so they're down 2 but they're still the highest represented club but uh, yeah it's time to get geared up again for next year it'll be interesting to see what any of these uh, local clubs can do this year so, it's always fun to watch. I mean, Chris jumped on the bandwagon of, of a club this year, and uh, they, they did pretty well. So not to say that Chris had anything to do with that, but, uh, you know, it's it's an opportunity to see a lot of soccer that you wouldn't normally get to see, see guys that maybe wouldn't necessarily get a chance otherwise. And then I, we've got one more thing we wanted to touch on before we go. So you guys may or may not have heard about it, the NISA, the... National Independent Soccer Association. Uh, they kick off in just over four days' time, the beginning of their season. They have eight clubs. They, are, they have already planned on expanding. Um, these guys, you know, the, they are set to try to become a competitor to uh, NPSL, UPSL, and potentially even the USL. So yeah, they have eight clubs uh, currently they are Atlanta SC, Miami FC, Philadelphia Fury, Stumptown Athletic, California United Strikers FC, Los Angeles Force, Oakland Roots SC and San Diego 1904 FC. So, they are this league is divided into East Coast and West Coast leagues or conferences currently. Um Yeah, they've got playoffs already set for uh, November of this year. So very short uh, season, given that there are only eight clubs. But, yeah, it's looking to be interesting. Um, They are planning on having another uh, spring season in spring of 2020, and there will be another five teams added to the league at that time. So, yeah, I mean, their motto is, is, is they'll... Is they want to expand soccer? Basically, that's what they're wanting to do. They have a a a kit deal, a sponsorship deal with their kits with Hummel International. Um, From what I've seen, the gear looks pretty good. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, (laughs) yeah. yeah, they they really are. And so and there's a lot of stuff in there. Uh, nisaofficial.com is their website. If you want to find out more about the league, uh, where the clubs are and who they're playing, and all that kind of stuff. So get out there, and check it out. You know, again, more soccer to support. You know, you may find a new favorite player. Yeah, Chris. Atlanta. Here <laughs> we go with Los Angeles. Okay. If you got to pick a club to support Josh, who would you want?
0: <laughs> I don't even care. Don't really? Even care? I mean, I care, but it's. <laughs> This is like telling me to choose an XFL team. Like, I don't. Know. I don't know. I mean, no L.A. teams because the only good ones are Anaheim teams. And
1: Baton Rouge doesn't even have a club yet, so that doesn't count, Chris. You can't do that to him. Baton Rouge? What the? Yeah, he's saying we should give you Baton Rouge as a club You know support. what? That has earned you the hang-up button. Baton Rouge has been announced, but they don't have a club yet. Um, so they'll be adding Baton Rouge, Charlotte, Chattanooga, Connecticut, Detroit, are uh, in Providence. I ain't going cheer for no. all of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> here, are the, here are the current clubs. I right say, here. oh jeez, man, oh. that Stumptown looks pretty cool. Let's go with Stumptown. Stumptown. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. So yeah, those are those are our NISA clubs. Uh, Adrian, you want to pick one?
2: Any LA team?
1: Okay. Which any LA team? Any LA team. All right. <laughs> so yeah, you got that. Check that out. Um, you know, and if you watch any of it, let us know how the, what you think of the content, uh, the quality of play. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how well this league does, and if they can potentially compete uh, with some of the larger leagues that are already out there. So before we get out of here, we can't, of course, leave without thanking our sponsors. Our show would not be possible without them. Uh, I want a huge thank you to both, uh, I'm sorry, to all of our sponsors now, Doral Motors, Roadrunner Law Firm, and, of course, the Salt Yard uh, for their continued support. And, of course, we are always interested in teaming up with uh, anyone here in the local area, or even if you're not and you support what we're doing here at Seek & Strike, you can email us at seekandstrikecollective at gmail.com if you'd like to talk sponsorship.
0: All guys, that's going to wrap it up for the We Are Seek and Strike podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Remember, you, we will be back next Monday. You guys have yourselves a great Labor Day weekend, and we will see you guys next Monday right here on We Are Seek and Strike. Good night, everybody.